This is Duchess Willow of Ebony, Femdom, PhoneSex.com. Welcome back. This will be my second Monsters Ball entry for the Halloween vlog train, following Mistress Fiona. If you missed any vlog train stops or you haven't read Miss Fiona's post, please go to my blog and click on the link at the top and work your way down. If you miss more than that, start with Mistress Cassidy, also a link in my blog. In the meantime, I would like you to enjoy this scary Ebony Femdom horror story written by me. You shouldn't go to that party. Everything that had transpired over the past three months flashed into view like an endless movie reel showcasing all of Bill's spectacular life events, but mostly his mistakes. Bill was a privileged white man who, like most men, was the victim of his own hubris. Never thinking twice before he leapt, except for Bill, leaping would mean losing everything. Bill came from an affluent family, and his wife also had a very wealthy upbringing, and it was through that upbringing that he received investment funds to build his empire. He knew that if he did anything to jeopardize his happy home or make his wife unhappy, his world would come crumbling down around him very quickly. His wife and their little ones never wanted for anything, and he usually did put them first, except for one time in a moment of weakness when Bill decided to see if the grass was greener on the ebony side. It was then that things began to spiral. Because of his pride, Bill never thought twice about visiting a black dominatrix and indulging in things he knew his wife could never give him and would never find out about. He also decided that it was his right to be happy sexually, even if it was with another woman. He had, after all, been born into the right parentage, done all the right things, made all the right moves. That was before he met her, the delicious, coquettish black woman who invited him to her private dungeon. After seeing her in Chicago during a business trip, she turned his world upside down and inside out, and at the time, he was so enamored with her and by her touch that he could think of nothing else. He became greedy and started making mistakes. Mistakes that would flood his world and threaten to destroy it later. But he knew only his desires when he was with her and all the things she did to him that his wife wouldn't dare dream of. Prior to meeting her, he had always been careful with the ebony femdom spaces he would patronize. And at first, after meeting 
her, he took precautions to conceal his infidelity. He would never see her close to home and gave out very little personal information. When they first met, he hadn't even told her his real name or about his company. She only knew that when he came to visit, he spared no expense. Some might say he treated her better than his own wife. But as he became drunk with lust and greed for her time, that was all he could think of. More and more time with her, less time with his family, whom he began to neglect. In addition to the tens of thousands of dollars that he pumped into a private bank account and then drained, spending it all on her. At first, his wife ignored the missing money, the long nights away and the excuses, until one night he came home with her scent all over him. I know you've been having an affair, she said, and I know you're not working when you say you're on business trips. Your behavior has changed. Even others in this household have noticed. So I won't fight with you, but I must ask that you stop this affair at once. Except they did fight. Him feigning his innocence and pretending to be so offended at the accusations. More hubris. Finally, after several days, he came to realizing he had become a shadow of his former self. He went to his wife, sobbing, the guilt finally overtaking him and vowed that things would go back to normal. And for a while they did, until the neighbor's house suddenly went up for sale and the neighbors disappeared without so much as a goodbye. Bill and his wife were puzzled I don't understand it, she said. They were so happy and always so cordial. We've known them for over 10 years. Bill was shocked too, but blew it off and forced himself to focus on changes in the office. Almost as quickly as the neighbor's house went on sale and they vanished, someone new was moving in. Bill arrived home one night to see a large moving truck carrying what looked like very expensive furniture and artifacts into the house. Pausing in front of his car, Bill looked around to see if he could catch a glimpse of the new owner. He did not, but something alarming happened that gave him pause. It was the chair. A chair that he knew was one of a kind, custom made, and he knew this because he was the one who had it made to order as a gift for her. Bill immediately forgot himself and moved closer to get a better look. 
Standing in the driveway between houses, he watched the men carry the chair in, and sure enough, her initials were scrawled across the back in the cursive he had chosen for it. Bill turned and hurried into the house, telling himself that perhaps she had sold the chair to someone. There was no way she could be here. She didn't know where he lived. Hello, Bill. It's nice to see you again. Nearly crashing into her on his way to the front door, he froze mouth agape. What are you doing here? He asked. She chuckled, held up a key ring, jingling it in his face. I'm your neighbor now, Bill. Aren't you happy to see me? Bill backed away from her, shaking his head. I never told you where I lived, and how the hell did you get that house? They love that house. They would never have sold it to someone like... Cocking her head to the side, she gave him a soul-snatching look. Someone like me, a dominatrix and a whore, hmm? Is that what you were going to say, boy? Bill realized his mistake called. She began to explain what he feared most. Your neighbors were very happy to move out of the house and hand over the keys when I told them what I needed it for. They, uh, sold it to me for one dollar, you see. The smell inside had gotten so bad that they were happy to let me, or really anyone, have the house for free. But I insisted on paying the dollar for, uh, tax reasons. You understand. Her laughter rang out in the chilly night air. It's very funny, honestly. They thought they were cursed. They were happy to sell the house to the stupid black whore, you see. Bill stammered. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend. You meant exactly what you said, Bill. And your face is the expression of soured milk right now. But don't worry, Bill. It can get worse. It can get much worse. She ended their conversation with a smile, turning to head over to her new property. She stopped, turning back to him. By the way, Bill, if you want to join me, we're uh, having a little Monsters Ball Halloween party at the big mansion. You know the one, I'm sure. You uh, helped the former owner acquire it. Yes. She watched the sea of questions spreading across his face before he finally spoke. I'm afraid I can't do that, Duchess. My wife wouldn't understand. More laughter, mocking his every word. Your wife will understand just fine. That is, of course, unless you want to jump straight to the much worse part. Now, is that what you desire, Bill? Her setup was flawless, and as his memory of his visits with her came flooding back, he realized he'd made many mistakes and that his reckoning would leave more than a bad taste in his mouth. 
The Duchess knew things about him. Not only did she know, but she had keepsakes from their time together. His body still tingling in the places she corrupted him. Suddenly aching with the remembrance of all he allowed her to do and had surrendered to. All the things he hid from his wife. The Duchess with her irresistible love spell had marked him, not physically, but mentally, emotionally. And she knew the power she wielded even better than he ever would. And so he agreed to go to the monster's ball because he feared for his well-being and that of his household if he failed to comply. The Halloween Monsters Ball was a lavish, prurient event. Everywhere you turned, while everyone was dressed to the nines, sex was happening and on display. Save for those locked in chastity who could not use their caged cocks. Women beating naked men, men on their knees, sucking, fucking or being fucked. The sounds of orgasmic submissives using each other for the entertainment of their mistresses. The scent of high-priced perfume and cologne intermingled with the scent of sweat and sex and bodily fluids permeated the senses. Bill stood uncomfortably by the cocktail bar watching everything happening all around him, remembering his wife's words. Don't go to that party, Bill. You shouldn't go. That's no place for you. He was firm in his reasoning, kissing his wife goodbye. I have to do this, he'd whispered in her ear. I just need you, just this once, to trust me, please. A tender goodbye that held no indication of the display he witnessed now. The crack of a whip, a man crying out in bliss, or was it pain? At first, he didn't recognize her. Sitting in the satiny blue gown, conversing with two men. One kneeling at her feet, the other, the younger of the two, literally hanging on her every word while she fucked him with her eyes. Those eyes, deep, brown, and mesmerizing. He remembered looking up at her many a night. Look at me while I'm fucking you, boy. His orgasm seemed to last forever when she was inside him and never breaking his gaze. Bill's body shivered at the pornographic imagery, spinning him out of the now and into their past indecencies. He snapped out of it just long enough to see her walking towards him and the looks on her boy slave's faces filled with longing. What a strange pendant on her neck, he thought to himself, which was unusual because only a second or two prior he was bracing himself for whatever was about to happen. Suddenly, 
in the calm of her gaze. He couldn't remember what he was going to say. It's a gift, she murmured into his ear. Bill hadn't remembered speaking aloud, but much had happened over the past few days that was inexplicable. Given to me very willingly, I'd like to mention. Look at his shiny erection. She stroked silken fingers over the pendant, and Bill swore the thing moved in her hands. The Duchess laughed. I'm going to need you to do something for me, and then, once you're done, you'll be free to go home. She purred the last words at him, and Bill looked at her confused. Somewhere, deep in his jacket pocket, his phone on silent, began to go off. One missed call after another, but Bill was far too entranced by her to even think of his phone. Stripped naked and covered in aphrodisiac-infused oil, Bill stood on the stage, his wrists bound in front of him, chains connecting cuffs on his ankles. The Duchess was a mere foot away from him, talking to the crowd, telling them what was about to transpire. Air shimmered and moved. Everyone was in a frenzy, excited for the night's show. That's when Bill noticed that some of the submissives were sprawled out on the floor, fucking right there in front of the stage. The moans were palpable, and everyone stood around, seeming not to even notice. All else were focused on the stage. The Duchess hummed closer into the mic and directly into his ear. It's time for Bill's sacrifice. Though I'd say that Bill here is no stranger to what's about to happen, are you, Bill? The crowd laughed and cooed at the suggestion. And then a hush fell over all as she beckoned him forward, assistance bending him over the black leather bench and chaining him to it. Legs spread, ready to be mounted and fucked for all to see. The silence was deafening. Bill had stripped on stage, and his clothes were folded neatly in a pile near the bench. Then he noticed his phone on top of the pile, and could just make out flashing notifications, missed calls, and then a new text message popped up on the screen. Bill. Please call me immediately. If you see this, get out of there now. He thought it strange that he would be taunted by his phone face up just out of reach, but close enough to read the urgent message before the screen went black, while he was helpless to do much about it. He felt her presence behind him, his cheeks spreading. Looking out to the crowd, he saw a sea of faces, 
watching and waiting. Now, Bill, she began, just as she slid her black cock deep inside him. It slid so quickly, he was instantly sheathed with an alien sense of fullness that both aroused and startled him. He felt a cold breeze on his oiled skin and shuddered. I know I said that you would need only do this one thing for me, she began, rocking back and forth inside him slowly. But I must admit, I was very disappointed when you disappeared and stopped returning my calls. Stopping for a moment, she lifted her head to the crowd. I bought Bill's neighbor's house, by the way, everyone. You're all welcome to visit anytime so I can show you all the nice things Bill bought for me and the pictures of him I have framed decorating various spots in the house. He remembered the pictures, the videos, and fear flooded his body. He had forgotten, but with every passing moment, his memory was restored and his arousal replaced with terror. She purred again and laughed, thrusting forward and stopping. Bill, you made a promise to me, dearest one, and you cannot break a promise to me. Her voice deepened. He felt the scratch of her nails down his back, breaking the skin. A woman moaned out at the gesture. Oh, give him to us, she begged. The monster's ball attendees inched closer to the stage. Duchess chuckled. Not yet, beloved, she continued. As I was saying, Bill, you cannot break a promise to me without paying the price. Her girthy she-cock pounded into him and swelled. It hadn't ever felt that way before, but it didn't matter now. His back began to burn where she scratched him, and something was trickling down the sides of the table from the scratches. When she thrust again, Bill screamed. I always take what's mine, and I always take what's owed, Bill, she purred. Wet sounds of moving flesh all around him. Your wife was calling you to tell you to get out of the mansion, Bill, because while I did say you're going home, at the end of the night. I didn't specify what home that would be. So it would seem I told a little fib, just like all the lies you told your wife about being away on business when your legs were pointed toward my ceiling and you were screaming my name, Bill. The Ebony Femdom giggled digging her nails into his flesh as she pumped. I guess wifey found out who I really am. 
what I am and was trying to warn you, Bill, she hissed. The crowd watched, his face twisted in agony, mouth stretched open soundlessly as with every thrust of her ebony succubus cock, she pulled the life from him. The last thing he saw was the moaning woman with her arms outstretched. No longer in her human form, he could hear her saying, Yes, give him to me, I'm so hungry. Even as his vision and hearing faded and all his foolish mistakes flashed before his eyes, this creature and many others writhing on the floor before him would be feeding on his remains. His body sagged, now withered and gray and drained. The crowd of doms and submissives all clapped and commented, moving forward to collect their snack. The Duchess retrieved her girl dick and smiled down at her audience. Bill was finally home. This is Duchess Willow, and I hope you enjoyed this terrifying Halloween tale. I realize I went a little dark and a bit long. I was inspired, and if scary stories frighten you, I'd suggest reading it with the lights on. Now, if you would like to reach me and get the life fucked out of you, I'm happy to assist, or we can trade the horror for something more sensual, if you prefer. Just call me, one 800 is the number. Ask for Duchess Willow. I also make custom audios if you need something to guide you to ecstasy and are unable to call or text in private. Stay safe and stay blessed. Your next stop on the Halloween blog train is Mistress Cassandra.